0: This is the moment, now, when, like the ancient ones, we gather in ritual, fire, rhythm, and word. This is the moment, now, to be who you are, all that you are, and to love who you love. For no one exists apart from the holy, and there have been no mistakes. This is the moment. Now, to bring your thinking mind and your wild heart. Now, by our gathering, we create a sanctuary for remembering, being, loving, and summoning our powers to heal. Come, let us worship together. Good morning, friends, and welcome to First Unitarian. I'm Angela Herrera, the senior minister here. I'm joined this morning by associate minister, Bob Lavallee. Intern Minister Matt Pargeter Villarreal and lay leader Judy Goring. Mia Noren prepared our time for all ages. Chris Paul is our technical arts director and DJ. And our tech team is rounded out by volunteers Raymond Wolfgang and Erica and Alex Johnson-Humanis. It takes a village to lead a service every Sunday. And that's not even all. Our guest musician is David Berkeley an award-winning singer-songwriter from Santa Fe who has an eye for both the tragedy and comedy in life. Welcome to David. And a very special welcome to any new visitors who might be with us this morning. If you are visiting for the first or second time and you feel comfortable, we invite you to put your name and location in the chat so that we can greet you personally. Before I turn things over to Judy for her announcements, I have a very special announcement. It's uh, very exciting to announce that at our March meeting, the board of directors voted to recognize the Reverend Jane Davis as an affiliated community minister with First Unitarian. If you've been around a while, you'll remember that Jane was an intern minister here from 2018 to 2020. And after she completed her ministerial formation, this congregation and her home church in Kenosha, Wisconsin ordained her. Jane, I'm so glad you're with us this morning for this special announcement. Now, Reverend Jane is a community minister, which means her ministry is to the people of the wider community around us. And affiliation is different from joining a church staff team. Jane is the lead minister in her ministry and it's separate from First Unitarian. Formally affiliating with her, means that we recognize her ministry, that it furthers the social justice mission of this congregation, and that we are in partnership with her. Jane, this is really super exciting. You're doing such good work, and I'm really, really thrilled about making this relationship formal. So would would you just say a little bit about the ministry that you're doing for everybody?
1: Good morning. Uh, I am so excited about this affiliation. This congregation has been an inspiration to my ministry since my first visit here in May of 2018. My ministry began in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, 10 years ago, and it is a healing ministry providing spiritual support and connection to community resources, connection. I began this ministry supporting those struggling with recovery from addiction and those returning citizens to our community. Returning citizens are those returning to our community after having been incarcerated. There is such a need for spiritual support for this population. And the need is for spiritual support that honors diversity and provides support in a non-prescriptive, non-proselytizing way. In other words, the need is for Unitarian Universalist faith healing. When I came to Albuquerque, I saw an even greater need for Unitarian Universalist faith healing. And so far in my ministry, I've begun three primary parts. One, I am working with HCSC Blue Cross Blue Shield New Mexico in the Medicaid Behavioral Health Justice Program. Wonderful program. In this work, I provide spiritual support and resource connections for those who are returning citizens who are also seeking support for recovery from addiction. The second part, I'm serving as an advisor, one of the advisors for the University of New Mexico Project ECHO Peer Education Project. The program trains and then employs people who are returning citizens themselves to work in conjunction with the Department of Corrections to assist our returning citizens back into the covenants of, of our society. For some, some people, it's into the covenants of our society for the first time. The third part is I serve on the governance board of Albuquerque Faith Works. I love this program. As many may know, First Unitarian Church is a founding member of Albuquerque Faith Works. And it's a nonprofit organization, interfaith, an interfaith organization, consisting of over a dozen faith-based organizations in Albuquerque. And it serves asylum seekers and those experiencing homelessness. Now one need not look far to see the great need for this ministry in our community. And I am so glad that this ministry is now officially affiliated with a congregation like this, like First Unitaria, that is known for social justice work in our community. Thank you.
0: We are super happy also to have this affiliation. Reverend Jane will be named as an affiliated community minister on our website and on other publications. She'll have a key to the church and free access to supplies, equipment, meeting spaces, things like that to support her ministry. She may volunteer at First Unitarian as she wishes. We may volunteer in her community ministry at her request. And I just really look forward to doing good and meaningful work together. Wow,
2: that's exciting news. Thank you. We have two announcements today, by the way. And the first one is the masculinity documentary series starts Monday, April 4th, that's tomorrow. We'll watch Buck, a documentary about a man who trains horses and people. This will be followed by documentaries on Monday, April 18th and Monday, May 2nd. All films begin at 7 p.m. and will be shown on uh, Zoom. All men are invited to attend. Attendance at all three viewings is preferred, but not mandatory. Invite your male friends. To register, use the link in the chat or you can find the link in the April messenger. After registering, you will receive a confirmation email containing information about joining the meeting. Our second announcement. Everyone in the congregation is invited to attend an online workshop with co-founder of the Eighth Principle Movement, Paula Jones Cole, on Saturday, April 23rd. The workshop is from 1 to 4.30 p.m. She'll provide experiential learning on the transformative nature of the Eighth Principle and how we, can build a culture of inclusion. To register, click on the link in the chat or see this week's broadsheet. Thank you. As the budding flower burst into bloom, as the growing light kindles into flame, may the spirit of life and love Bloom and flame with us with ever renewing light and love.
3: May every step remind us that our life's a wonder. May every step remind us that our Oh, heart of mine, let the light back in, let it shine Oh, heart of mine, let the light back in, let it shine Oh, heart of mine, let the light back in, let it shine Shine oh hey, heart hey, of stein we let we the light basket, our, oh, our lives so It shine. Oh of mind, let the line basket, our lives it shine. Oh heart of stein, let the light basket, our lives it shine. Oh I let the light back in. Let it shine. Oh, heart of mine, let the light back in. We are Unitarian Universal. We are
0: people of faith, with open minds, loving hearts, and helping hands.
4: What a beautiful story this morning. Thank you so much, Mia, for lifting that up for us. Let's go ahead and pause the chat for a few moments during the meditation and prayer. As we transition to this time of meditation, I invite you to find a comfortable position if you haven't already, and close your eyes if that is comfortable for you. Focus on the rhythm of your breathing. Inhale for four counts, hold it at the top, and exhale for four counts. Go ahead and repeat this pattern once or twice, and then allow your breath to assume or resume a natural, familiar pattern. Imagine that you were sitting in front of a mirror. In this mirror is your most authentic self. You notice that the mirror is covered in gems of all colors, shapes, and sizes. You realize that you could reach out and remove the gems from the mirror. As you hold them in your hand, you notice that each one is a worry or concern or anxiety that is floating in your mind. Maybe it's dysphoria, Maybe it's economic concern. Maybe it's a health concern. Maybe it's something else. Hold that feeling in your hands. Recognize that your feeling is valid. It's understandable. And think for a moment as you hold it about the many other people in the world who are holding concerns similar to you. And then Set that feeling aside. Maybe you put it into a bowl that's next to you, or in front of you. Maybe it's just a pile. You're setting that feeling aside. It will be there for you when you're done. But for now, we're just focusing on centering and grounding ourselves. And as we move into this time of sacred silence, Allow yourself to remove and discard as many gems from the mirror as you need to, until you can find the most authentic self that is staring back at you. Use that time to truly take in that person staring back at you and see that person for the beautiful individual that you are. I will bring you out of the meditation with the sound of the chime.
2: We come together as a church to share our lives, to help carry what is heavy, to celebrate what brings joy. This sharing is an act of trust and vulnerability and generosity, weaving strength and resilience into our community. Please share first your joys and then your concerns in the chat bar as prompted by the video. If you cannot share in the chat for any reason, we wanna hear from you. So please contact us at caring at uuabq.org. And may we remember those who have spoken, those they have named, and those we hold in silence in our hearts.
4: great and powerful spirit of life and love, who is responsible for the endless beauty of creation, uniqueness, and diversity that exists in all humankind and throughout the world. As we observe the Transgender Day of Visibility and Action this past week, we are in awe and are grateful for all of the transgender, non-binary, and gender-variant individuals, both those who grace our daily interactions and those who have the courage to embody their true selves in this crazy thing we call life. As people who declare that we recognize the inherent worth and dignity of every person, we not only celebrate their lives, but we also cry out against the wave of anti-trans legislation that is sweeping the country and has already been voted into law in many states. We look forward to the day when these laws can be challenged and eventually struck down and work to do our part to bringing that day forward, remembering the legacy of our Universalist ancestors who said that until all of us are free, none of us can truly be free. We also celebrate the innumerable joys that you continue to bless our lives with, things like warm weather, spring, flowers and trees, family, friends, the joy of living, healing, and of course, Reverend Jane's ministry that is now affiliated with First Unitarian Church. We also pray for the state of our world. We pray for an end to war and violent conflict all over the world, in Ukraine, Palestine, Yemen, Myanmar, Central Central America, and others. For those affected by the recent outbreak of tornadoes and severe weather. For those in our community, Jane Baldwin, whose mother is recovering from surgery after falling and breaking her hip. Randy Biggers, who is recovering in hospital from surgery. Caitlin Anderson, whose mother recently entered hospice. Samantha Miranda, whose father passed away in hospice last week. For John Hawley from the Socorro branch, who passed away this week. For Tracy Howard, Debbie Norris, Lisa Johnson, Nancy Leskey, the Peterson family, and Judith Riley, for all of the unhoused in our community and those who worry they may not have a home to come to due to rising rent costs, for all who struggle with and are affected by addiction in all of its many forms, for our church during this time of transition and growth, all of these we lift up to the great powers of healing and renewal known by many names. May we continue to be kept safe May we continue to be kept secure. May we continue to be surrounded in love. May it ever continue to be so. Amen. And blessed be. And peace be with you.
3: (laughs) Me, Shay. Braha leavoteinu, bless those in need of healing with refuah the renewal of body, the renewal of spirit, and let us say, Ah. Amen she bear of imoteinu mercor habraham leavoteinu bless those in need of healing with refuashelama the renewal of body the renewal of spirit, and let us say, Ami Sheberach Imoteinu Mechor Habrach Alei Avoteinu Bless those in need of healing with refuge are the renewal of body, the renewal of spirit, and let us say Amen. And let
0: Amen. I'm going to start us out with a story. I heard it on the Buddhist teacher Tara Brock's podcast, but it's definitely been told in other places as well. The author is unknown. The story does not say whether it's a true story or just a good story. I'll let you decide for yourself. It comes to us in the form of a letter written to an insurance company to whom it may concern. I'm writing in response to your request for additional information in block three of the accident reporting form. I put poor planning as the cause of my accident. You asked for a fuller explanation. I'm a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six story building. When I had completed my work, I found that I had some bricks left over, which, when weighed later, were found to be 340 pounds. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley, which was attached to the side of the building at the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went back up on the roof, swung the barrel out, and loaded the bricks into it. Then I went down and untied the rope, holding it tightly to assure a slow descent of the 340 pounds of bricks. You will note in block 11 of the accident reporting form that my weight is 135 pounds. Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so suddenly, I lost my presence of mind and didn't let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming down. This explains the fractured skull and broken collarbone. Slowing only slightly, I continued the rapid ascent, not stopping until the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. This explains the lacerations lacerations of my hand. Fortunately, by this time, I had regained my presence of mind and held tightly to the rope in spite of the excruciating pain I was beginning to experience. At approximately the same time, however, The barrel of bricks hit the ground and the bottom fell out of the barrel. Devoid of the weight of the bricks, the barrel now weighed about 50 pounds. I refer you again to my weight of 135 pounds in block 11. As you can imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel coming up. This accounts for the two fractured ankles, broken tooth and lacerations to my legs. The encounter with the barrel slowed me enough to lessen my injuries when I fell into the pile of bricks and fortunately only three vertebrae were cracked. I am sorry to report however, that as I lay there in the bricks in pain, unable to move and watching the barrel six stories above me, I again lost presence of mind. I let go of the rope. The title of the story is Knowing When to Let Go. Is it a true story, fiction? I tell you what, sometimes a story is true without being factual, you know? It can impart truth without having actually happened. In fact, many of the world's sacred texts are just like that. Like the parables told by Jesus and the ones told about him. We're going to examine one of those on Easter Sunday. What caught my attention in the bricklayer's story for today is the phrase, I lost presence of mind. It's an interesting phrase to be present is to be aware and intentional in our thoughts. Our brains are always working, but when we are operating without being aware of our thoughts, we do not have presence of mind. We are thinking mindlessly. The mind is defined as the element of a person that enables them to be aware of the world and their experience to think and to feel the faculty of consciousness and thought consciousness, and thought. A related concept is something called metacognition. The prefix meta means beyond, above, or at a higher level, and cognition is thinking. So metacognition is beyond merely thinking. Metacognition is awareness and understanding of one's own thought processes and having a role in directing those processes. It's one of the defining features of human beings, metacognition. We may not be the only animals that can think about our own thinking, but it's a very strong characteristic in humans, very strong. In fact, metacognition is the reason church is a thing. We humans are self-aware and that prompts us to wonder why we exist and what it all means. And at church, we contemplate those things. Which brings me to this month's theological theme, awakening. Spiritually speaking, the opposite of being awake is not being asleep. It's more like being in a trance. The difference between being awake or not is whether you are aware, whether you have presence of mind. And not just whether you have it or not, but the degree to which you have it. We can be more or less aware, more or less awake, It's more like a dimmer switch than an on-off switch. When we go through life not very awake, we miss out on some of the best things in life. And yet it's very, very easy for us to slip into a kind of trance. If we don't intentionally work at being awake, having awareness of our own thoughts, a state of mindlessness just kind of sneaks in. One common trance we humans find ourselves in is what I'll call the trance of no wonder. In that trance, our minds experience life without noticing how awe-inspiring it is. When we humans are children, we're absolutely wired for wonder. Do you remember how amazing things were when you were little? Like a flower growing in a sidewalk crack, a wriggly worm, all the things you can draw with a box of crayons, ice cream that comes out of a machine, right? Wow, wow, everywhere, wow. As we grow older though, our attention shifts to the tasks of living, to work and other responsibilities. And now there's this whole attention economy where there's profit to be made from our attention. So advertisements and social media and all that kind of thing clamor for our attention, especially when we are tired from the tasks and the stress of living It's tempting to give in and give our minds over, engaging mindlessly. I know I'm not the only one who's ever thought I should get off Instagram and then just kept scrolling and scrolling without getting anything meaningful out of it. And it's not that it's inherently bad. It's just hard to keep your metacognition turned on. Hard to maintain awareness of our own thoughts when we're doing that we are deep in the trance of no wonder. When we awaken, we might choose to do less of that and more of the things that are enlivening or even wonderful. Another thing that happens when we go through life without being very awake is that we might find ourselves operating from beliefs and thoughts that don't serve us very well. In the trance of unworthiness, we live as though we are not enough. We suspect that we are deeply flawed and therefore unworthy of belonging, of healthy love, of pleasure, rest, and play. Maybe we come to believe this untrue thing because the people who raised us communicated to us that we were unacceptable to them. Or maybe we have a personality or a body or a brain that is not well understood or are not valued by the cultures in which we live. And it takes a lot of mindfulness, a lot of consciously thinking, to avoid or awaken from that trance. There are trances of powerlessness, of fear, of scarcity, of independence in which we don't acknowledge how interdependent we are, and of dependence in which we hold others responsible for our happiness when we blame others for our unhappiness. There are lots of trances that we can find ourselves in. In the mental health field, therapists help people become aware of something called cognitive distortions. I think that these are also the result of not being aware enough of our own thinking. I'm gonna share some examples with you. See if you recognize any in yourself, maybe even from the past week in your own life, they're just very common. Black and white thinking is one. This is when a person sees things in terms of either or. A thing or a person is good or bad right or wrong. If you hear yourself using words like always, never, perfect or impossible, ask yourself whether you're missing some nuance or some opportunities. These words are favorites in black and white thinking. Personalization is another cognitive distortion. That's when we automatically take things personally. For example, if I go to shake Bob's or Matt's hand on the receiving line on a Sunday, And as I talk to them, I notice them looking at the rest of the line or around the room. And I assume it's because they don't want to talk to me. That would be personalization. Maybe they don't want to talk to me. Or they might just be trying to keep an eye on the room because they are in charge and that's part of their job. Okay, how about catastrophizing? Anybody do that? It's when you dwell on the worst possible outcome and you assume that it's going to happen. Oh, my Atlanta, my car is making a funny noise. It's probably going to need a new engine. That's going to cost thousands of dollars. I'm going to have to get a second job. It means I can't go on a camping trip with friends. I'm probably going to lose all my friends from having to work so many hours. Whoa, <laughs> slow your roll, right? It's probably just a spark plug. Like, check to see if it came loose from the distributor. Or maybe it's just a coil pack. Try resetting the ignition system through your diagnostics port. I'm just kidding. I don't know anything about those things. It could have been a bird strike for all I know, but for heaven's sake, stop catastrophizing about it. (laughs) Mind reading, that's another one. That's when we think we know what someone else thinks or feels. And sometimes even when that other person explains otherwise, a mind reader will still insist on what they say the person is thinking or feeling. Labeling that's when we label something or someone based on a very limited experience. For example, if I've met someone who seems grumpy and I assume they are a mean person, that's really jumping to conclusions. People can seem grumpy when they're in pain. You don't know their story. Stereotyping also falls into this category. Okay. I'll share two more. Emotional reasoning, is a big one. Emotional reasoning is mistaking one's feelings for reality. I feel bad, therefore you did something bad. Or I feel scared, therefore there must be real danger. This one makes me think of all the horrible anti-transgender legislation that is being passed in a bunch of states right now. Some people feel threatened, a minority of people, therefore they assume that trans people are a threat when the opposite is obviously true. Transphobia is what causes harm. Transgender and non-binary people's lives are sacred. Transgender and non-binary people are beloved people with inherent worth and dignity and unique contributions to make. Here's the last one, Uh, fallacy of change. That's assuming that other people must change in order for you to be happy. That's a pretty frustrating way to live since we can't change anybody but ourselves. Are any of these chances familiar to you? Any of these cognitive distortions ringing a bell? What do we do about them? How do we snap out of them? Well, wanting to is definitely the first step. And then you practice mindfulness. You observe your own thoughts as you're thinking them meditation is one way to do that. Another one is to set up some little reminders in your life, reminders to take a pause and check in with yourself, like a sticky note on your mirror or something. I got a new washer and dryer last year that play a little song when their cycle completes. And at first I found it really annoying and I was going to turn it right off. Uh, But then I decided that, you know what, instead, whenever I hear it, I'm going to let it be a reminder to take a breath and observe my thoughts. A little mindfulness practice. Last Sunday, I told you about the we Croak app I have on my phone, which sends me several messages each day that say, don't forget, you're going to die, and how I find that seemingly stark message calming because it reminds me to keep things in perspective. It reminds me that maybe whatever is causing the anxiety is not really that important. That's a mindfulness practice too. Counseling is another good resource. And so is coming to church where we talk about and we practice this kind of thing quite a lot. It's never too late to awaken. We've all been whacked by the wheelbarrow a few times, haven't we? We've all been whacked by the wheelbarrow. It's always a good time to start or to return to the practices or to get better at them. It's always a good time to know when to let go of what does not serve us well and to lean into the sacred gift of our lives.
2: This congregation is a theologically diverse religious community with membership open to all who are in accordance with our principles, mission and vision. We are a welcoming congregation to people of all sexual orientations and we unconditionally welcome any and all to our community of mutual caring and serious intent to grow as spiritual and moral beings. Our congregation is entirely self-governed by democratic process. One of the privileges of our free church tradition is to provide all the financial support for our many ministries from among ourselves. <clears throat> Generosity therefore is one of the spiritual values we recognize as central to our personal and our institutional well-being. Our change for the future organization for March April and May is the Transgender Resource Center of New Mexico, providing advocacy, education, and direct services in support of transgender, gender nonconforming, conforming non-binary, and gender variant people and their families. You can make an offering online by clicking on a link that we'll put in the chat box. And if you prefer not to give online, you can simply mail a check to the church and include change for the future on the memo line. Let us now give freely and generously an offering to sustain and strengthen our shared religious community, a community of memory, hope, faith, and love. For we are now the keepers of its flame that burns for justice its dream of beloved community, its vision of a world made whole. Um.
3: Canyons through the trees. This be near me, and the breezes as they blow from across the sea through your window. Where they come from, where they go, this. Winter mornings, crisp and cold. Then in.
4: given in generosity is received in gratitude thank you on behalf of first unitarian church of albuquerque and our change for the future recipient the transgender resource center of new mexico a quick reminder that our addiction recovery group which reverend jane helps to lead is meeting this afternoon on zoom at twelve thirty this afternoon you can find the meeting id and zoom info posted in the chat we are approaching the end of our virtual service, but if you would like to stay on and chat with a fellow few of your fellow sibling congregants, we would always love it if you would. Please stay on after the end credits and you will be placed into one of our breakout rooms. To get the conversation started, here is a discussion question for you to consider. It's actually a two-pronged discussion question. What are trances that you find yourself falling into in your daily lives. And how can you bring yourself out of these trances and lean more into the sacred and the wonder of your lives? What are trances that you find yourself falling into in your daily lives, and how can you bring yourself out of these trances and lean more into the sacred and the wonder of your lives? before we extinguish the chalice i invite you to navigate your times to gallery your screens to gallery view i cannot talk today look at all of the wonderful smiling faces staring back at you go ahead and place one hand over your heart and extend the other out to the gallery making eye contact with people as is comfortable to do
0: As we extinguish our chalices and candles, may you have peace in your hearts and may love bless you and keep you until we're gathered again, blessed be.